Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Brianna Approved Podcast. I have two of my favorite homies on the podcast today. You're going to love this if you are into creating content, if you want to level up your brand, if you want to learn about marketing. I have Tony Peck and Francis Volpe on, co-founders of Why Not You Media, a Forbes-accredited marketing agency, as well as Why Not Print, a merchandise printing company. Um, Tony Peck is also known as the godfather of... Um, marketing and he has a very sick pinky ring game um and i believe francis used to be a stunt man but we can fact check that later um tony and francis are not only great human beings but they are super credible they've been published in multiple online platforms they've been on tv they've spoken all over the country and their services really focus on content creation and strategy so marketing and brand consulting paid advertising web development so they really help businesses across all over the u.s with not only their online brand but also their offline brand utilization social media and marketing techniques and the company believes in why not you why can't you become the next best thing so guys welcome to the podcast thank you for taking time today Thank you for having us. <laughs> it's, it's an absolute pleasure. I was just chatting before Tony hopped on. I know you guys used to have a podcast, and Tony, I believe you now currently have a new one called Ash It Out. But what's going on with your podcast? Is it coming back to life? I heard you're doing a revamp. Kind of give us the 30,000 foot view. So, uh, yeah, kind of how we were talking before we uh, went live. Um, our office, unfortunately, got destroyed. Um, a pipe burst about five floors above us, uh, which basically all the water drained into our office, annihilating everything in its path, um, leaving no podcast equipment usable, um, things waterlogged, destroyed, desks, you name it, it was gone. Um, so we had to hiatus that. At the time, Tony was you know, doing his own, uh, his own podcast. He has Ash It Out. Um, I started a podcast with our business partner, Michael called front and center. Um, but we definitely, once we get the office back, we are going to revamp the, uh, you know, our podcast, because we're going to be able to build out the studio, how we want it, build out an area for clientele and their content. So, you know, we're really looking forward, like it really is a blessing in disguise, you know, so we really can't wait to build out how we've always wanted the office to look. And, you know, in due time, we'll be able to get in there and, you know, make it the way we want. Is there going to be a part cigar lounge on the side of that <laughs> office, Tony, or what's going on with that? Is there going to be like a driving, a simulated driving range? Like what, what are your hopes and dreams for the podcast studio 2.0? Both of those are fantastic ideas. <laughs> virtual golf. We definitely I too brainstorm. Yes. Good idea. We could get one of those virtual golf things in there, simulator. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I mean, you guys are literally like the masters of all things marketing before marketing and content creation was a cool thing. You guys have been doing this for a super long time. And I know one of your taglines is um, way beyond marketing. So I would love to hear from both of you kind of how you've seen marketing evolve over the years, because I think when like the old school philosophy of marketing, especially if you're in a corporate world is like, okay, guys, the marketing department, we're going to sit down and we're going to, you know, go into the brain think room and, you know, write things out. So kind of how have you seen it evolve, especially now with so many social media platforms and this becoming uh, like a service that people, you know, are looking for, like where, where are you guys kind of, you know, seeing it going and, and, you know, seeing it change. Yeah. Tony, do you want to take it first? You want me to hit it first? That doesn't matter. You can go for it. 
All right. So yeah. So it, I'll kind of start from the beginning, right? Because marketing and branding, everything has changed so much. Like when we started, um, you know, Tony and I are going full time with Why Not You Media, going on our fourth year. We're currently on our third, but we'll be going into our fourth. Um, Tony's been doing, you know, Instagram specifically, you know, for the last going on seven years, but obviously with TikTok and LinkedIn and Facebook and all these different platforms, you know, being very important. It's, it's interesting, right? It's a very interesting question that you asked with marketing and branding, because where we are in the digital side of stuff, when we meet with business owners, whether it's corporate businesses or just a small mom and pop shop, there now seems to be like this universal voice that we need this and we need it now. And there really isn't, like I always say, we've always been in the uh, persuasion business, like persuading people that they need to be on social media. They need to be building a brand online and offline. They need to be omnipresent, like we like to say. And now when you bring to people the importance of digital marketing, there isn't really much pushback because even these huge corporate companies, whether they're doing 50 million or billions are saying, we have to have a digital footprint one way or another. Um, as for us though, just what's changed, it's, you know, handling all the different platforms like you brought up. Um, each one of them is its own animal. It's very, um, you know, they have their own ways of thinking, you know, as you know, you can say in regards to algorithm, uh, you know, we like to look at every platform as the potential to get your name out there. Um, because you don't know which platform is necessarily going to bring you that next deal, the next client, um, that piece of content that could go viral and get you the traction that you've always wanted. So we've really just had to dive into each platform, but we also teach people how to take what they're building online and make it offline usable as well. People tend to forget that you do all this online creation and content, but if you doesn't carry over to your offline brand, you're going to miss, like there's a synergy there and you don't want that to be disconnected. It's a very important synergy to have. I know it's a buzzword, but it's a very important synergy to have. And that's just something that we've been talking so much with uh, different, you know, brands and businesses about. It's like you've built something so large offline, allow us to help you get it digitally online, the size and the way that you want and then take what you're doing online and help even bring your offline brand to the next level. I love that. I love that you also brought up too, cause I think there is a little bit of this pushback from, you know, whether you want to call it older generations or maybe like, I know, I know you guys have worked with like law firms and things like that, where you're like, why would I market a law firm? Right. But I know for me, even like I follow people on TikTok that are like realtors and I'm like that live in Texas, but they have funny content. And so I think yeah. it isn't really important. It's a conversation now, like companies full on hire for full-time, you know, social media stuff. But to your point as well, I think that it can be overwhelming. Some people have evolved. Like I think all of us collectively have like, we started on Instagram and it was like a picture of your lunch and then it like you know you had like 12 likes and that was it and now there's 70 different things so what would you if you had to like kind of rank platforms or sort of what advice would you give to somebody who's maybe new to this and they feel overwhelmed like where should they start or kind of how can they conceptualize that in their brain for like there's a lot going on 
yeah, listen, if you're just starting out, you don't need to think about that. You have to be on every platform because if you're going to get on every platform, you're going to end up putting 10% or 20% of your energy on, you know, six to eight different platforms. Instead, you really want to focus on one to two and put 110% effort into that. You build it up, then you get on the other platforms and then you take those followers to that platform. So at least you have a little bit of a foundation and a base. Now to pick which platform is best for you, there is no platform that's I think better than the rest it's really how what type of content you want to put out there you know what's your brand do you like to write use LinkedIn put out blog posts you know do you want to dance and sing use TikTok you know do you want to make educational videos use Instagram use TikTok use your personal Facebook it's really playing to the output you want to put out there that you know you're going to stay consistent with and then from there you'll be able to build an audience and then you go to the next thing because at the end of the day in the beginning most people aren't going to be comfortable doing many forms of content not everyone wants to get on video not everybody wants to write not everybody wants to take pictures so it's really figuring out what is your optimal output that's going to keep you consistent and getting you started and from there you start diving into different things maybe in the beginning you don't want to do video but Maybe in the beginning you do photos and then you slowly start throwing out a video here, a video there, and then you get some engagement, some support, and it builds your confidence that I can continue to do this. And then you get into the next platform because if I did it on this platform, I can do it on the next platform. So you can't look at people when you know, you're just starting out and you're following these people that have success on so many different platforms because one, it might have taken several years to do it. You also don't know the amount of time that they're putting into it. And you don't want to get discouraged by, I can never get to that point. Just start. Start on one platform, start on two platforms, and go deep into those platforms. Build real connections and real relationships because then you're going to build your confidence. Like, wow, this is really working for me. I'm making actual connections. I'm closing a few deals. I'm getting a few extra meetings. I'm getting a few extra phone calls. Um, it's, it's about that. You know, and that's the main thing to focus on with social media. It's not just about being out there and hoping, right? You want to use these platforms with a goal in mind. And typically the goal is to either generate new business or become more known. And the best way to do so is focus on these platforms to put out your knowledge, put out your information, put out if you're entertaining and build real connections. And you can take those connections online and then you take them offline. And that's where real money is made in the long term. And that's why these companies, like you mentioned, like a law firm, or accounting firm or insurance brokerage, they're starting to understand the value of this where we don't have to go to all these different events where most people don't want to talk to anyone anyway. Instead, we can build a brand online that's going to attract people to us because we're showing we're knowledgeable in the industry and we're an authority in the industry. And then we can leverage this brand to make these connections online and then go out to meet with them in person and then close a the deal. So people are starting to see more value in that versus they just thought it was a platform to be on to be viral. So I think more people are understanding how deep you could go and the upside that you could have by doing the right things. Hey, y'all. If you know me and you've been a longtime follower, you know there are a few things that I absolutely love. I love doing research. I love being productive. And I love having lots of energy. But I know from time to time, finding the motivation to be productive can become difficult. So I actually want to talk to you about this amazing little drink that I have been taking that has not only improved my morning routine, but also my productivity. And the best part is I do not have to give up my coffee because, you know, your girl loves a fun fact of the day while I sip cafe. So I want to talk to you about Magic Mind, a great formula that has adaptogens, matcha green tea, nootropics, and 12 ingredients that can really just help get you on the next level of your motivation, your to-do list, and your just creative flow. 
As with anything when it comes to our health, we know the power of compounded interest. So the benefits of drinking this every day builds with daily use. So if you are somebody who is maybe looking to become more productive, you want to potentially replace your morning coffee, you want to get into a flow state, you want to feel less stressed, you want to be more creative, this is something that you absolutely want to add to your morning routine. You know that I love utilizing botanicals and plant medicine, so there's a great formulation in here of ashwagandha and rhodiola. There's also lion's mane and cordyceps, as well as bacopa. So I absolutely love this product. And because I love it so much, you know that I want to be able to share this with you. Go check them out at magicmind.co slash approved and join a community of go-getters. You can also use my discount code, which is approved20 to get 40% off your first subscription or 20% off your first one-time purchase. My 40% off code only lasts 10 days, so hurry up, don't sleep on this, and I can't wait to hear how y'all love this formula. Yeah, and kind of the piggyback off what Tony just said is that if you look at people that have very, you know, I guess major success on social media, there usually is a platform that they all started on that you can pinpoint where it began for them. You know, for a lot of, you know, there's a lot of YouTubers, right? YouTubers leverage their following on YouTube over the Instagram. And you see a lot of TikTokers, right? Who are trying to leverage and push people over the Instagram into other platforms. But TikTok was their main, you know, was the platform that had them pop in a sense, right? So like Tony said, it's, you don't want to overwhelm yourself with every single platform. If you're just starting out, find one or two, double down on it, build a presence, under, and really start to learn the platforms because understanding one platform will actually help you for the next one. Yeah. So I, I joke with my mom a lot. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm on TikTok because I'm actually doing research because you have to see what's yeah. trending. You know, for me, Instagram was always my, like, I felt comfortable on it. I feel like I grew mm -hmm. up with it, but TikTok is a new thing. So you have to see like what's trending and whatever. But I think you both made such an excellent point is that it's about consistency. It's like, when I have nutrition clients, they'll say to me like, what's the best time I should take my vitamin? And I'm like, when are you going to remember to take it? Like, let's not get bogged down in the details of like, oh, I messed up and it was supposed to be 9 p.m. Like, I think that is so important for people when they start yes. to feel overwhelmed as consistency. And I also think, you know, with providing valuable content, I think, Tony, you might have said this once, like people will now, again, it's a comparison game, like, oh, my video only got, you know, a hundred views. And it's like, yeah, but that's a hundred people you would have literally never had the opportunity to have a conversation conversation with where you can now kind of take it to the next level. So that's important too. I think when there is so much content to like, how am I actually differentiating and making it valuable? Yeah. 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 No, you're, you're right now. It's like, it's so overwhelming. Every platform is overwhelmed. There is content my gosh, you scroll through Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, um, you know, TikTok, Instagram, you roll, you scroll through any of these, even just driving down the street, you are just throwing content at you, right? Whether it's a form of a billboard or a flyer or a video or a photo, there's so much content. So you really have to just like you said, stay consistent with what you're doing too many times. And we see this all the time. And I know Tony can attest to this is that people start, they 
develop a strategy, whether it's with, by themselves or with an agency. They start to like to actually execute the strategy and three weeks in, a month in, they completely change it. Like they, they don't even allow it to develop into anything. And I think a large part of that, and I want to kind of hit on this is we've been so conditioned that if something doesn't go viral, that you failed. Mm -hmm. And it's sad. It's actually sad. If you really, if we were to take down the cycle and like speak about the psychological part of it and what it does to people, it's genuinely really sad because people put so much time and effort into a video and then it doesn't go anywhere. It gets 200 views, maybe a thousand, maybe a few likes. And they actually get so upset. And that alone kind of pushes people away from advertising and marketing and branding themselves. And then and you, also, think, yeah, go ahead. And you also have those people that they're not using the platforms because they don't see success on it. They're not getting deals almost immediately. Well, if it took you 15 years to build your brand offline, why do you think it's going to take you two and a half months when you're starting from zero to start generating business online? That's not realistic. And you're probably not even doing the right things. So it really comes down to understanding the right things to do and then doing those consistently. And then you'll start to see success over time. People think social media and online marketing and advertising is instant because it's this magical online land. But again, like I said, if you've been in business for a decade or two decades and three decades and it's taken you that long to build an all offline established brand, then you can't treat online and social media any differently. Yes, it will probably take less time, but that doesn't mean it's going to take a month or two months or three months. If it took you 15 years, maybe it'll take you seven years online. So it took half the time and you can probably go wider and deeper by being online. But at the end of the day, it's not a magic pill. And people really so consumed by this idea that it's magic and it's going to happen so quickly and they get discouraged when they're not making a million dollars by month number two, because it's not real. <laughs> so it's yeah. really shift your thinking on what's the actual potential. What am I actually putting into it? I'm even doing the right, again, you can give me a basketball, it's worth zero dollars to me. You give it to LeBron James, it's worth, you know, $500 million, right? Same thing. If you're doing the wrong things on social and you're on social and you think you're actually there and you should be getting results, well, you're not doing the right thing. So that's another reason you're not doing it. I can't tell you how many times we've talked to people and we've had, you know, they told us, oh, social media doesn't work for me. I've tried it before. Well, what did you do, John? Oh, you know, I posted once a week for six and a half weeks. What did you yeah. post? You know, I posted a flyer. Well, no shit. Did you reach out to anyone? You know, it's it's like if you're doing the wrong things, of course, it's not going to work for you. So I get I get a lot of people that come to us with that where they're like, oh, I've tried it before. And it just hasn't worked for me. And then you got to really figure out what was trying to you. And then if it's not the right things, then you can't expect a result anyway, just like in anything else. Like you said, with nutrition, health, fitness, you can do the wrong things and it's not going to change, you know, your body because you're doing the wrong things, even though you think you're doing something that should be moving the needle, but it's not. Yep. No, it's like eating one salad and thinking it's going to make you lose weight. Absolutely. And it's, it's crazy because people do think that, okay, if I just get one, you're always one video away from a totally different life. I say this to clients all the time, like, which is great, but also, and I know that you guys help people with this, like the back end, you know, automation and operations and the logistics of stuff, because great, you had a video go viral and now you are having a DM, like 10,000 DMs or whatever. What's your back end infrastructure look like? How are you going to automate that? How are you going to scale? Like, you know, that I think is also a really important conversation that people are not always thinking about for the long-term success. And also for you guys talk that like about that too, about avoiding content fatigue and burnout, because at some point you're going to be like, yeah, this was great, but now I want to enjoy my life too. Yeah. No. And I, you hit on like 
a great point with the automation. And I'll give you a perfect story, right? So we have someone that in our network and they're a photographer and something that we kind of base our business off of in a sense is what ifs, right? You kind of, I kind of base my life off that because anything can happen to anybody, right? You're not like, you know, selected by God that bad things can't happen to you or whatever, but that's a whole different conversation. But we kind of base off what ifs. And if you don't have your back end, like you said, set up for when or if that video is to go viral, and all of a sudden you start getting overwhelmed by inquiries and DMs, it's because you didn't plan, right? If you don't plan, you plan to fail. Mm-hmm. So we have, we know someone on our network, viral content, like millions of views but no way to sort through what was coming in. Therefore, leaving tens, 20, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table. So to hit on that point, something that we do and we've changed so much over the years is that if we're going to be working with you, right? If it's on the paid ad side or whatever it may be, you have to make sure that you can actually handle what starts coming in. Because if you can't, you put all that work and effort in, and now you're trying to play catch up. So the automating side and the nurturing systems and your sales process, this is something that we always see in businesses that a lot of business owners don't understand their own sales process. Like they don't know that, okay, if I have 30 leads come in, how am I going to put energy towards all 30? What's my follow-up process? Do I do email drip campaigns? Do I do text messaging marketing? What's my actual process in getting these people to buy? And it, it's very it's a great point that you put up. It's that social media and digital marketing, not just social, there's so much more to it. Mm-hmm. Is your web is your website efficient and effective? Is your landing page is the copy and the content on there help actually build you and give you credibility? Are your copy and your creatives relevant to what you're trying to sell? We see that all the time too. People come to us and like I mentioned, they say, oh, I've tried running ads. Okay, what do you run the ad on? How did you run the ad? Oh, I clicked the boost button on this photo. Well, that doesn't do anything for you. You know, what's, you have to, People, like we said, there's so much content out there. Your creative has to make sense. And then your back end has to back up your creative because you can have the greatest advertising and marketing and branding campaign in the world. But if you can't handle the influx that comes in, you're actually going to make yourself look really bad. Yeah. So that's something that we really pay attention to that when people come to us and want to work with us, it's like, how are you set up? Are you able to handle what could potentially come in? Because there's no guarantees in any of this. Yeah. But like you said, you can have your one video away from changing your life. You wake up tomorrow morning and that video hits, especially if you're selling a product or a service, can you handle everything on the back end? Because believe me, you get 10 million views on something, you're going to be getting DMs. You're going to be getting inquiries. People are going to be reaching out. So can you handle it? Yeah. 
I would love to hear both of your opinions on the idea then of outsourcing, because I think it's a very fine line when you're in maybe new in the business and your whatever your field is business, where you feel like you kind of want to do everything yourself, or maybe you have control issues of letting that go. It's your baby, like you built it. But like, how important is that to be like, you know what, I'm actually not good at copywriting, which is a lost art, by the way. Uh, and I know that's something you help people with. Um, or like, you know what, I'm not good at photography or editing or whatever. So like, at what point do you think people should start to be like, you know what, maybe I should outsource, outsource this, or I can't be doing everything all the time. It's really self-awareness and understanding your business. First, the self-awareness comes in with what am I good at? And what am I not good at? Okay. The things that I'm good at, I'm going to double down on. Are there any things that I want to learn because I enjoy it? If not, and I'm not good at it, that's when I have to outsource it. Then it comes down to your business. What's the most important things in your business to bring in money? Because at the end of the day, if you're not making money, nothing else matters because you're not going to have a business. So what are the top line things that are going to generate more business for your business? And then you work downward from there. Are those tasks at the top of what's going to generate me business and I have enough money to pay to outsource them? Then you outsource them. In the beginning, you're not going to be able to outsource everything. So you have to have a priority list. What's most important? You know, for a lot of businesses... Almost every business owner, if you have some type of business going and you're doing a few six figures a year in revenue, you should have an assistant, without a doubt. They should be doing all the menial tasks for you, paying tickets, booking flights, anything that's going to take you a couple of minutes, whatever you're paying them for is going to be a lot worth less than what you're going to be taking your time away doing. Even if, like I said, it's a 12-minute thing. It doesn't matter. You break it down 12 minutes divided by the time that you're actually paying them to do it. It's a couple of bucks versus if you value yourself at 100 200 $300 an hour, it's not worth it. So that right there, boom, you offload that stuff. And then you go more detailed into different things. Do I need content? Do I need someone sending out messages for me? Do I need someone answering my messages for me? Do I need someone writing my emails? Do I need someone making my text messages? Do I need someone coming up with discounts for me or doing my, my newsletter? Then you work backwards from there. What's gonna be the most effective way for me to actually bring business in with those outsourced things? And then you start outsourcing. And that can be outsourcing over overseas. You know, there's a lot of fantastic virtual assistant websites that can find you these virtual assistants that you can pay two to $3 an hour. And they're good quality. You know, maybe they're not great for phone calls. You find someone locally for that or domestically for that. But there's lots of things that you can give them that task oriented. They're going to be able to do very well with if you are a good leader, manager and delegator. Right. And then to further that point, then you could also outsource to people locally, domestically. You got college interns that are always looking for things to soup up their resume. There's so many things you could be doing. And again, it's going to start with you sitting down first, being self-aware. What are you good at? What am I not good at? And then from those things that I'm not good at, what's going to move the needle forward? Especially if you're going to crunch for money in the beginning. You really have to prioritize where the spend makes the most sense for you to generate more time to bring in more business, right? And then if you have a lot of money, you should be doing as many things as you possibly can because you have the money to spend to be able to grow and scale and build and then rinse and repeat, right? So that, that's really comes out. I would say self-awareness and then just prioritizing what's going to move the needle the most for you. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's also important. I mean, I heard somebody say once like this idea of, you got to start saying no more. And it is hard because in the beginning you want to say yes to everything. Cause you're like, but what if this is the conversation or the opportunity? But to your point, every time you say yes to a 15, 20, 30 minute lunch call, whatever it is, and that's actually not moving the needle forward, that's time lost and time, you know, is the most important commodity. So like it does compound over time as well. So I think that's a tough spot for some newer businesses or newer entrepreneurs to be in as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. in the beginning, Sorry, sorry. Like in the beginning, you're definitely going to be working in your business, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to have to be in the trenches and that can go on for the entirety of your business. But, you know, something that we've even taken on ourselves is working more on our business, right? Mm -hmm. Creating systems that allow us to have not freedom, but allow us the time to do other tasks that are 
important to our business. You know, too many times people get so stuck in working in it that they never actually take a step back and work on the business. And like you said, outsource and delegate delegation, you know, another word for outsource delegating these tasks that they really shouldn't be doing. And I think people get caught up on that. Also, if you don't have that, you're listening and I, I like to be really tactical because I feel like a lot of these people that speak and are guests anywhere on anything, they're not very tactical. They don't give tangible examples about what can I actually do after listening to this to actually do something. If you don't have money and you're listening right now, I can't afford to hire anyone, then you're probably pretty early in your business or you maybe haven't done something right and you haven't been able to move the needle forward. This is your time to really be aware and maybe say, I need a partner. And you give up equity. Like, honestly, that, that's going to be the cheapest way to find someone that aligns with your end goal. That could be a complete opposite and complement to what you're not good at and vice versa to them. So it doesn't always have to be, I don't have any money to do outsourcing with delegate. That's okay. Cause you're probably just starting out. So maybe you should about get a partner. Oh, sorry about that. Taking a call. Wow. I love that. I actually don't think anybody has ever suggested that. And that really is something that is so helpful, especially, you know, if they're aligned with like your long-term vision and they get it and they want to, you know, like help, you know, get to the same mindset. But I think that also goes to the idea of the bigger conversation of like, you know, who you surround yourself with, like what environment you're in. That's another form of networking too, as well. Like, you know, who are you strategically interacting with on a day-to-day basis? And like all that, that you're consuming those conversations, whether it's with friends and auditing your circle is so important. Oh, it's, it, it, it's incredible how all these cliche things that you hear when you're younger actually turn into reality as you get older, depending on the direction that you're going. And, you, you know, you said you're auditing your friends and auditing even your family members, the people that you're around. It's one of the toughest, look, any motiv- most motivational speakers talk about it. Most very well-known business owners talk about it they all talk about auditing the circle that's around you. If you're in, you know, you can use the most cliche saying, if you're around five poor people, you're going to become the sixth. And poor doesn't always mean financially. That's where I think people get Mm -hmm. caught up on. It doesn't necessarily mean financially. It means mentally as well, physically as well, right? It's poor in all things, life in, in that aspect. So, if you're starting a business, kind of speaking to that business owner that might listen to this or someone, anyone young or older, you really have to pay attention to the people that you're around. Like we're, you know, I say it all the time and Tony says it all the time, we're blessed to have business partners. You know, I'm blessed to have Tony and Michael where I have two individuals to go to. If something is to happen, I have people to lean on. Not many people have that, but I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of people I still, I don't talk to to this day because of the decisions I've made in order to get where I want in life. And that's a risk and that's scary. It's uncomfortable, but it's part of the journey. You, you're, it is, you know, you go to school with people growing up and you have 20 friends. You're not going to be friends with all those 20 people as you get older. It's mm-hmm. just, you really, you don't see it. And if you do, it's amazing, but you really don't see it. You end up maybe staying friends with three, four, five of them. And I'm one of those people. I grew up, I had, I used to hang out sometimes, I remember in middle school with up to 50 to 60 different people. Now I literally talk to six. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what happens. But those six are all doing successful, good things in their lives. Yeah. And there's a reason why, you know, you want to continuously be friends with those types of people because they help you only get better. Absolutely. And it's okay not to, it's also okay to not just have your friends from childhood as you're, you're growing in your yes. business. 
to constantly be making new friends. Like most of my close friends in today's age, I've met over the last three, four years of having this business. And that's okay. Like, and guess what? In the next three to four years, I want to have new friends that I've met over these next three to four years. Like, I think people are so fixated with, oh my God, I have these friends and I, I don't need new ones. I can't have new ones. Like, that's, that's not reality. You're growing as an individual. You're growing as a person and you're going to grow into new circles and into new relationships. And that, that's great. And you can cross-pollinate all those, you know, you add value to both of those friends, you know. But I think so, people, so many people get so caught up on, it's just, you know, I started with these people and that's really it. It's not the case. Like, you constantly are going to be around, or you should constantly try to be around making new friends. And you never know what that friendship is going to turn into long-term. Could be a business relationship. Could be an actual relationship. Could be a hire. Could be a fire. Could be a referral. Like, you don't know. So I, I just feel people are so closed off to, okay, I have my friend group and that's it. Like you should constantly be looking to add to your friend group if that's the case. You know, if you're that type of person, it's okay to have multiple friends in different friend groups too. I think a lot of people get really stuck on that, which is so one-sided and, and you know, head down, and that's all I could have, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Talk Law about self-awareness, like how you were saying earlier. Like I think it also takes some self-awareness to be like, you know what, this is just not serving me anymore, and I outgrew it, and that's okay. Yes. Yeah. One thousand percent, and it's just it's a tough pill to swallow. Let's call a spade a spade here, but. I think, again, you're self-aware and you know what your end goal or goals are. If it's not conducive to that goal, that's no. You know, it should be as simple as that. Figure out what your end goals are. And if you know any person or anything you're doing does not add to get closer to that goal, that makes it that much easier to say no to. That, that's what helped me when we were, you know, working full-time trying to build this business in the beginning. And it's like, okay, well, the things I got to say yes to have to get me closer to my end goal. And if it doesn't, just got to say no to it. And that's when you start cutting stuff out that you don't need. Okay, I want to talk to you for a quick minute about my Befriending Anxiety course. This is my first e-course that is designed for anybody who is looking to take a deep, deep dive into the science behind all things anxiety. What I love about this course is that it's two and a half hours of self-paced video content. You get study materials and journal prompts. The course is split into five modules. So we go into the origins of anxiety, we talk about neural pathways, triggers, coping mechanisms, and of course, herbal and nutraceutical support. So if you are looking for the most current research on anxiety, and you want to learn about evidence-based and integrative methods for understanding, befriending, and coping with anxiety, be sure to check out my course at briannadiorio.teachable.com and enroll today. Yeah, no, it's law of attraction. When you start putting a different energy into the world, you start to attract those types of people to you. And like, you know, I kind of look at the connections that we've made over the last, you know, uh, four or five years. And it's like, I would have probably never, you know, had the chance to speak to majority of people if it weren't for the mindset shift and the business. You know, and that's something that I think a lot of times business owners in general take, you know, take for granted that if it weren't for this business that you started, your life would be completely different. Yeah. So in conclusion, don't feel bad to saying no to the friends that you don't want to hang out with anymore and stay home on your couch and go on TikTok for hours. You know, what I mean? <laughs> it's a mental yeah. health podcast, you guys. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I know that your time is valuable. So I do want to ask some quick little rapidish fire questions, and then you can plug all things you guys where people can follow you. It will be in the show notes for everybody listening as well. Um, but first things first, um, let's talk about the power of sliding into someone's DMs because there is a way to do it properly and there's a way to do it like a creep. So mm -hmm. if you guys could give a piece of advice 
um, to slide into someone's DMs in a productive way that could lead to a funnel and be authentic? What would be kind of your elevator pitch of that? If there was one thing I can tell you to do on social media, on any platform that I know, if you only did this and literally nothing else, you will get business. It's messaging people on any platform. I don't care what it is. If you do it enough and you do the right way, you're going to generate business. Now let's go to Instagram because this is where we built our business off of sending out 250 to 400 DMs a day. If you're going to go to someone's page, just don't slide in the DM and sell them something. Okay. Just like you wouldn't slide in a DM and I'm not going to get too explicit here, but you can figure where I'm going to go with this with a guy and a girl just sliding in. Let's get straight to the point. Right. That's not how it's going to work either. Right. Same thing with business. You're going to get to someone's page, go check out their page first. We have an opportunity that as a cold DM, you have information that people that used to cold call never have on people. Okay. You get to see what these people like, what they do, what, what point they are in their lives. Maybe they just got married. Maybe they just got a new car. Maybe they just got a new job. Maybe they like steak. Maybe they like wine. You're learning about them by just looking at some posts, right? Then you go engage, leave five to seven likes. Then you go comment on some of their most recent posts, something valuable, something that you actually took the time to read the caption or you actually took the time to watch the video. Then you follow them. Then you DM them, addressing them by their name. Hey, Francis, you know, I love the content you're putting out. How long have you been in marketing for? That's it. it it's not always about a sale. It's about using online to create relationships that can lead into the sale. And that's where people miss the mark. I think we're so, especially the older school people, they're so taught on sales, 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 right? Where it's this hard selling technique. I don't do any of that. It's all about focusing on building the actual relationship. You're going to close more deals that way, and you're going to generate way more referrals out of that. So if you focus on, okay, I'm going to DM 10 people a day or 20 people a day or maybe 50 people a day because you really want to build your business and you have the time to do it right now, do that. Go to people's pages within the target demographic you have. Go like a few pictures, leave one to two comments, follow them, DM them, addressing them by their name, compliment them, ask them a question, but don't sell to them. Okay, and if you're going to sell to them a specific product to your consumer online, give them a discount. Give them an incentive. Why should I be trying you? You're selling to my DM just saying to try you. Why? I've never heard of you before. You know, offer me buy one, get one free. Offer me 20% off. If you want to do that, by all means, go for it. But if you're in a service-based business like us, it's about relationships. It's not a whole, whole uh, a hard sell anymore where you're sliding in. I can do X, Y, and Z for you. If you build a relationship with that person, they're going to end up using you because they like you, they know you, and they want to trust you. So really focus on using your cold DM as your opportunity to build a relationship. And when you go into it with that mindset, then you'll start to see more success than just DMing blindly for the sake of if I DM a thousand people a day, one person will bite. But if you're constantly just selling in the DM, you still may not get that much friction that way either. Yeah. Yeah. Tony, Tony hit the nail on the head. It's, you know, it, it's something that we get asked about a lot. Um, and it's the truth. You have to be personal. You can't just go in for a sale. You have to build relationships. I think that people are so caught on quick, gratif quick gratification of mm -hmm. getting that sale. And they don't realize that if you were to just build a relationship with that person and actually get to know them, there's a better chance of you doing actual long-term business with that individual. People don't look at the life value of a person. They just see, okay, let me make my quick few hundred bucks, few thousand dollars and move on to the next. But you know what? If you actually add value to a person and build a relationship, they're going to be a lifelong client and they might end up spending hundreds of thousands with you. You don't know. So it might take seven years to do so. Yeah. I think for too, where it's like, everyone wants the quick. I think that's, successful in our business where we put our head down in the beginning and we met so many people and it didn't matter if they closed in the beginning 
it's okay. Now they know us. They know what we do. Maybe they're going to close in the future. And if you're able to sustain a relationship over time through reaching out, and this could also be the nurturing system. When you have an e- you put the people on email campaign or a text message campaign, or you're like me where I personally reach out to people and check in on them all the time and throughout the holidays, right? Then if you're in touch with these people for years, mm-hmm. at some point, someone's going to get something out of the relationship, whether it's me, whether it's them, whether we, they send us a referral, whether they end up closing a deal, they pass us someone. I can't, we, you know, how many times have we closed deals that people came to us after knowing or watching for three, four years? Yeah. It's, yep. it's crazy. You know, and people, like I said, because they're so short-sighted, they lose that long-term money. They just want the quick cash right now. And if you're not going to give them that quick money, you're just gone with the wind. But you yeah. don't know what that build into. You know, we talked to a lot of small businesses that have grown over time. And then they're ready to actually work with us, right? But if you're not keeping that relationship with that person, you just come off like a sleazy salesperson. But if you're actually genuinely interested in that individual and their relationship and checking out, it has the business. So you renovated the place. So you got a new product. So you hired a new employee. You know, that's awesome. Keep going. Congrats. Anytime you need anything, let me know. Like little things like that. It's not always about, hey, you ready to sign up yet? No, you know, and, and that's the funniest thing too, like people with the follow-up. You know, you got to follow, I follow people all the time, yeah. but it's not follow-up like, hey, you want to sign up? You want to f- sign up yet? Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. How's everything going? You know, or I saw you do this. Or I saw you do that. That's a thought. Fo- like that's more effective following up than, hey, you ready to close it? You ready to close yet? It, it's not going to move the needle where you want it to move. It's like the key word here is relationship. Like that would be like if you were on a dating app and somebody, the first message was like, do you want to get married? And I'd be like, you don't even know my favorite color and like my middle name. You're a psycho, you know? Like, I mean, it sounds simple, but it's true. Relationships take mm-hmm. time. And in the instant gratification world that we live in, like you got to romance and court the business that you're trying to work on and build as well. Just like you would court and build any relationship. You're not going to be best friends with someone overnight. You got to like learn their quirks. And to your point, like that's important. So I think that was a super valuable question. Um, Okay. If you could both give yourself one piece of advice, like one piece of business advice to your younger self, bumper sticker version, what would it be? Wow. That's a good one. Or something that you wish you would have like, you probably heard it, but you're just like, "Mm, nah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do this on my own. Thank you. But no. Um, for myself, I think like maybe that's just business advice because business advice also, you know, is like life advice. I've learned so much about life through business. Um, But the piece of advice that I think I would give myself, my younger self, I'm 28 now. So my younger self probably would be be creative and be disciplined because I think that discipline and, and also I'd say be, be creative, be disciplined and be consistent because yes. you're going to, in this world that so many things are going on and happening at once, you have to be creative to differentiate, right? And creative doesn't always necessarily mean you have to have the most incredible content in the world, but it means be creative in sense of like, how are you going to get yourself out there, right? It's being, being creative in how are you going to put your voice and put your message out to the world? Um, you know, be disciplined. Like when you don't want to do things, what's going to get you up to go and do it, right? You have to establish your why in life. And then being consistent. It's like, you know, you don't just go to the gym and get a six pack or, you know, or lose weight or whatever your goal is. It's consistency. Mm -hmm. So I think those are just like, I think those would be like quick three things I would say to my younger self, be creative, be disciplined, be consistent. Love it. We're putting it on a coffee mug. Why not you media coffee mug? I know you guys do merch too. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
I got to say with what Fran said with the discipline and consistency, I want to put this out there for the listeners, because when you're in the beginning of your business, you're hearing a lot of this, you can be consistent and still fail because you can consistently be doing the wrong thing. So make sure you're consistently doing the right thing. And if that means seeking a professional to guide you in the right direction of what needs to be done for you to be consistent with it, then do so. That you know that that's could be one of the most frustrating things where you're consistently doing something, but if you're doing the wrong thing and you're not seeing that result again with social media, hey, I was on social media for six months and I tried it and it didn't work for me. Why didn't it work for me? I was consistent. So you also want to have that right mindset where, like you said, with discipline, discipline is doing what needs to be done. Right. It, it's that's what needs to be done. OK, you know, what needs to be done needs to be done. That's discipline. Consistency do the right things. Consistent. But I would say my little bumper sticker. I like that you asked it that way. That question. I would say shake more hands, period. End of story. That's it. And I say this a lot of my stories now. The more hands you shake, the more money you can make. And you brought up that thing where it's, you know, your one content, you know, your one video away from going viral. I think your one connection away from changing your life totally. and the more hands you shake. In the short term, the more opportunities you're going to be creating in the long term for yourself. And when you're really focused on that relationship first mindset, every single hand has so much value to you that you can never even think of. And that's like a very, very preemptive way to build for your long term just by genuinely creating relationships throughout years. Because as your business changes, you never know what your connect from six years ago can now play a part into that new pivot you just had. So that I think is probably the most, and I've always been someone that's, you know, shaking as many hands as I can. But if I could tell myself anything, even when I was younger, to just shake even more hands. You know, if you think you're shaking a lot, you can still shake more. And that's always going to get you to the next point because you can never, you can't undermine having an amazing network. Yeah. If you guys don't put that on the wall of your new studio, I'm going to be really upset, number one. (laughs) And number two, my dad, that was one of the first things he taught me when I was like a young kid. He was like, Cause you know, with girls, sometimes people want to do like a bitch ass handshake. And my dad's like, no, you get in there and you shake hands. Like, you know, <laughs> well, a boss. Mm-hmm. No, it's the truth. It, it's, it's crazy to think that you can wake up tomorrow, meet the person that changes your life forever. Yeah. I love that. You really then, have no idea. And you have the opportunity on social media to get to talk to so many new people at your fingertips. Like during the pandemic, me and Frank grew at networks because we get outbound on social while everyone's locked away just because yeah. events and connection can stop. You know, like that's what it comes down. We have an opportunity in this generation to shake more hands, even virtually. And then you yeah. also have the events that aren't virtual, right? So it's just shake more hands, connect with more people, and actually genuinely care about building a relationship with them, not just yeah. a that. Okay, last question. And then you can tell everybody where they can find you, how they can work with you, all of the above. Okay, so let's say that you shock shook shook a bunch of hands you're closing a deal right like you're meeting up in person would you rather close the deal on the golf course or at the cigar lounge well let's frame that one first for me uh probably the golf course <laughs> golf yeah. course i think the cigar lounge on this one I figure that's yeah. fair and that's why you guys are business partners because you got one person in one way one person the other way and then michael's doing something else in the back end so yeah. there's that hey look if you're a business owner though male female don't matter Mm-hmm. pick up golf and cigar my dad always said that too like i quit lacrosse my senior year to play golf to do business deals so yeah it's it's, so it's, it's Thanks, really like we i we've seen the power of it but i don't we haven't yet seen the severe like the real significance of golf just yet like we've seen the significance but like not like that where people say the big, like I've always heard, you're going to make the biggest deal of your life on a golf course. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Like for whatever reason, that sport just brings people together. Like when you're out there, 
driving around in the carts, you know, and it's a nice day out and you're not sweltering <laughs> hot, but even if you are sweltering hot, you're, you're suffering together. And yes. you're no, because no matter your, and I think we had this conversation the other day, Tony, with uh, Jared and Steve, mm-hmm. no matter your skill level, yep. you can enjoy the sport and the time out there because mm-hmm. you're playing, it's you against yourself. And if you really had to, you could play best ball, mm-hmm. right? It's not like basketball where one person can dominate all of it. Like not everyone can go out and play hockey. Not everyone can go out and play football, but everyone can get out there and somewhat try or attempt to hit a golf ball, but have a good time laughing and enjoying it. So if you are a business owner, learn to golf. Yeah, Seriously. it's a form of trauma bonding for sure because it's oh, a psychological yeah. warfare. And ladies who are listening, let me just tell you, they have really stepped up the golf gear. And if you don't like golf gear for girls, you can also get tennis attire and it works just as well. Oh, golf has exploded for both male and female. It's yeah. insane. During the pandemic, like golf is on another level right now. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate your time. I mean, I know how valuable both of your time is, so I can't thank you enough for being on the podcast. And if we don't all golf together soon, I'm going to be personally offended, but we'll do that offline. So let everybody know where they can follow you and find you um, and websites or anything else that you maybe want to just let the people know. So you can find me. I have a new Instagram page, but it's my first and last name. It's at Francis Volpe, F-R-A-N-C-I-S-V-O-L-P-E. I also, you can find me on LinkedIn, Francis Volpe, Facebook, Francis Volpe, uh, TikTok, Francis Volpe. Um, Try and think of my, if I'm missing anything. No. Twitter. What was it? Twitter, Francis Volpe 23. Uh, the Francis Volpe was taken. Um <laughs> YouTube, Francis Volpe, you know, I kind of have my digital real estate. Very important. Yes. Get your digital real estate. But um, yeah, if you want to connect, easiest place to send me a message is Instagram. Um, and, you know, I look forward to hearing the people are reaching out, asking questions or just building a relationship. Yep. And I'm Tony Peck on all my platforms, T-O-N-Y-P-E-C. Except for Instagram, I'm T-O-N-Y-P-E-C underscore. Uh, some guy has Tony Peck. Not active profile has like seven followers. Private, I've DM'd them. I offered them money. No way. So I'm T O N Y P C underscore, and that's how it's going to be. But all my other platforms, just Tony Pack, you can find me. And same thing as Fran, slide in the DMs. And it's okay. You can be a little aggressive, man. I don't mind. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you guys so much. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. And I will see you on the golf course very soon. So, thank you yeah. for having us on. Thanks. Ciao.